Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. To the program, I'm Lee Lonsberry. Very grateful to my next guest. Join us uh, to help us understand what's going on. Uh, Jonathan Johnson is the CEO of Overstock and president of Medici Ventures. The, The reason I've asked Mr. Johnson to join us on the program, you heard in the last segment as I talked about a way that some folks are able to vote down in Utah County. If you're actively serving in the military or a member of uh, that service member's immediate family stationed anywhere, stateside or overseas, you are able to use this votes smartphone uh, voting app down in Utah County. Also, any Utah County residents who live overseas are able to, on Election Day, use this app. It comes from this company, Votes, uh, headquartered uh, out in Boston. It's used all around the country, and it's been in place here for a little while in uh, in Utah County. And the, the, the headlines today are coming from a study by a trio of MIT researchers saying that there's some vulnerabilities in this Votes app. Well, not long after that study was released and a few of the news outlets picked up the headline, I saw that there was a response put out uh, by Mr. Johnson, who joins us now. Uh, Sir, how are you? I'm well, Lee. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Uh, I've been an admirer of yours for a long time, and I'm grateful that we're able to speak to one another here in this uh, new context. Well, it's a mutual feeling. I've watched your career uh, as you've grown in blossom, and now you're the king of radio in uh, Utah. It's awesome. King of radio. You hear that? You hear that, uh, producer folks? I'm the king around here. <laughs> you, sir, in this statement uh, following the, the study out of MIT, you said two things uh, that really struck me. First was a, a defense of votes. You talk about their track record. You talk about your company's uh, relationship with votes. And you also talked about uh, something a little more philosophical about how we ought not use or how we ought not allow the goings on in Iowa and uh, disputed uh, reports out of MIT and such that to lead us to be afraid of technology. Can can you talk to us a a little bit about that first and then we'll get into the specifics of this votes deal? Sure. I mean, I think it's always important to have a conversation uh, around uh, technology and, and, and where it goes. But let's remember, America is a nation of pioneers and innovators. And the current state of voting is unacceptable. And and that's because there are a lot of people that are disenfranchised, overseas, military, servicemen and women, their families, the elderly, people with disabilities. Uh, And we can't say uh, that that we can't squelch that conversation because there might be a risk. Uh, What we have today works okay, but not as it needs to. And we are a country of innovators. We need to explore technology. Uh, to better for better voting access, uh, and that's what this mobile app that lets people vote remotely uh, does. It's a safe and responsible uh, application that prevents fraud and protects voter privacy, uh, and even generates a, a paper ballot ballot that can be uh, audited at the end. Uh, it it's it's more risk free. 
uh, than the current systems that those disenfranchised voters are provided. Can you tell us real briefly about the relationship between Medici Ventures, your company, and Votes? Sure. Uh, Medici Ventures is a uh, investor in Votes. We own about uh, 10% of them. Uh, I sit on the board of directors of Votes, so I I know its business fairly well, uh, and I know that it's rolling out its application in a safe and responsible way. It's doing so in pilot programs with small numbers of voters in discrete areas. I think that, you know, as we've, as we've listened to what's happened in Iowa, uh, with Shadow's mobile voting application, it was, it was not adequately tested. It was not adequately piloted. It was not adequately rolled out. Uh, what the votes app has been rolled out very carefully. Um, and it's not a large swath of the population that's allowed to use it. It's a group of disenfranchised voters that we're testing it on so that as its use becomes more broad and prevalent in the future, it will have been tested, vetted, piloted, and be fail-safe. We're speaking to Jonathan Johnson, CEO of Overstock and president of Medici Ventures, uh, which has an interest in this company, Votes, which is right now in the midst of a, a pilot program down in Utah County that would allow uh, active duty military members and their families, as well as any Utah County resident uh, who finds themselves overseas on Election Day to use an app to vote. MIT came out with a, a study saying that there were some vulnerabilities in this votes app. Uh, Mr. Johnson disputes that. Can you talk to us a little bit, sir, about uh, where these folks at MIT got it wrong? Sure. Uh, and, you know, they remained anonymous until they broke their story in the New York Times. But there's really three places uh, that these so-called researchers got it wrong. First, they were they were uh, hacked into or working with an old version of votes. Something that was 27 versions old from what's being used in Utah County, and a version that had never been used in a public election. Second, uh, even with even with what they got, they never connected to the votes servers. This means that they were unable to register, unable to pass layers of identity checks, unable to impersonate a, a legitimate voter, uh, unable to do anything that would make uh, that would allow them to access voter data or try and submit legitimate votes. And third, in their own study, says this: they what they did is they fabricated an imagined version of the vote server. Uh, they hypothesized how the vote server might work and then made assumptions about how that old version of the app might interact with their fabricated version of the server. Uh, far from it, you know, their guesses are so far from the truth, uh, that it, that it, it's not really credible, uh, what they've said is out there. And in fact, every time the votes application has been used, it's been subject to public audits, a uh, high amount of scrutiny, uh, including when it was used in uh, Utah County last year. There were public audits that anyone could participate in, and none of the nine uh, elections that have been done by five different states using the votes application have ever had any actual security concerns. There's been hypotheses that have never been proved, and that's what the MIT researchers have done, made hypotheses, 
that have not yet been proved, and frankly, I don't think will be proved. Put it simply, your confidence stands with this votes app. The voters down in Utah who take it, or in Utah County, uh, who take advantage of its availability, will be able to cast their ballots safely and securely. Safely and securely. Uh, in, in this election, it's the first time it's being used in a presidential primary being used in Utah County and another county up in Washington State. Again, this is votes rolling it out slowly to small groups of people in discrete areas. And, you know, I'm, I'm mindful of something that President Ken, John F. Kennedy said long ago. He said there are risks and costs to any action, but, there are far, but they are far less than the long-range risks of comfortable inaction current voting system doesn't work for the disabled. It doesn't work uh, for the elderly. It doesn't work for those that are overseas and have to cast remote ballots. The votes voting system does. We'll look uh, at that, sir. And anyway, that's, that's what I'd have to say about that. Very good. Uh, Mr. Johnson, I'm grateful to you for your time. I'm grateful to you for explaining this to us. Uh, and as this pilot program grows, I hope you will remain a resource to us to explain uh, the goings-on of this company and the new availabilities for folks as they uh, seek to cast their ballot in our democratic system here. Sir, thanks again. Would love, would love to, Lee. Thanks for having me on. Outstanding. Uh, next up after the break, we're going to speak to KSL's Matt Gephardt, fifth day on the job here. He is covering a lonely heart scam. It's a heartbreaking thing. We'll get the details next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.